Those who dislike having ordinary service stains spoil the appearance of your teeth, you will be glad to know there's a way that removes these stains quickly and easily. You simply brush your teeth as your own dentist advises. Up or down, from the gum line to the biting edge, not across. And when you do, use Carlino's toothpaste. Use it on a dry brush instead of a wet one. See how quickly it erases those dingy-looking surface stains to reveal the natural color underneath. So, try brushing your teeth your dentist's way and use Carlino's toothpaste. Your own mirror will show you the amazing difference this way can make in how your teeth look. Ask for Carlino's, K-O-L-Y-N-O-S, at any drugstore. And now, Mr. Keene, tracer of lost persons and the case of the woman who wasn't needed. Mr. Keene located Mrs. Frank, middle-aged wife of a wealthy produce merchant, in an orphan's camp in North Carolina after she'd suddenly disappeared. She was working as a counselor. Mr. Keene learned that Mrs. Frank has been a very lonely woman and had left her family when she was convinced that they didn't need her. Although she's determined not to take up her old life, Mr. Keene prevailed upon her to return with him to New York. Now, we find her husband, Henry Frank, and their married daughter, Ruth, in the Frank's New York home, awaiting the return of Mr. Keene and the missing woman. Father, are you sure that Mother's on her way here? Yes, Ruth. I just told you I've talked to Mr. Keene on the telephone. We ought to be here in just a little while. But, Father, what else did Mr. Keene All say? I know is that Mr. Keene found Mother somewhere down in North Carolina. Well, why didn't they telegraph you from I there? I don't know. There are lots of things about this crazy disappearance of your mother that I don't understand. For one thing, why she ran off in the first place. Well, did he even talk to Mother on the telephone? Mm, he didn't want to talk to me. Is that what Mr. Keene said? All he said was that they were on their way here. This certainly is a fine mess. Since your mother's gone off on this foolish adventure of hers, everything's been neglected. The house, business, everything. Your business seems to have gotten along all right without you. Well, Ruth, did you call your brother and tell him that mother was on her way home? Yes, I called Fred. Well, why isn't he here to greet his own mother? Mm, poor Fred, he's having his troubles. He's in bed with a touch of a grip. And Louise has her hands full trying to take care of the children and at the same time playing nurse to Fred. Oh, if mother were only here. The boy never sick a day has to wait until his mother is gone. I've never seen so many things happen all at one time. When your mother is here, everything seems to go along all right. But just as soon as she's away, the whole family goes to pieces. Still, mother never did anything, really. I mean, well, there wasn't anything for her to really do. I don't know what it is, but even the food doesn't taste right. The maid's no good. Can't even find my clothes. Nothing in, in order. Nothing. Why don't they get here? Father, are you sure you got the message right? Well, I told you I spoke to Mr. Keene. They're driving right out here to the house. Didn't you tell them to hurry? I didn't have a chance to tell them anything. I... I was too excited. Well, since Mother's been gone, all the children have been doing is crying to their grandmother. Well, if she was here, you'd never let her go near the children. Oh, Father, you know there's a reason for that. It isn't because I don't want the children to love her. It's, it's only because she was all the time spoiling them. Well, you just bring up your own children your own way. Your mother isn't the kind who wants to interfere. But you know how sensitive she is. Whenever I say anything, she... Oh, Father, come away from the window. They're here. Where? There's our car. Where is he? Oh, I'll run down and meet Don't him. Don't you do nothing of the kind. You can just wait right here with me. Oh, Father, I'm so glad. Open the window. Yes. That's Mr. Keene, all right. There's Mother. Oh, Mother. Mother. Have you seen him? It's all right, Ruth. Mother's home. Oh, Father, you're crying. Oh, I'm not, of course I'm not. Father, it's the first time in my life I've ever seen you cry. Oh, Mother, Mother. Ethel, you're home. Come in, Mr. Keene. Thank you, Mr. Frank. This is our daughter, Ruth. Ruth, this is Mr. Keene. How do you do, Mr. Keene? Mother, oh, Mother. Mrs. Frank, remember your promise. How do you do, Ruth? Hello, Henry. Oh, Ethel, I, I'm glad. I'm awfully glad to see you. I wish, Henry, I could say the same thing, but I can't. No, I'm not particularly glad to see either of you. Oh, Mother, what's the matter? Aren't you well? Oh, yes. I never felt better in my life. 
We've had a nice drive up from North Carolina, haven't we, Mr. King? Yes, a fine drive. But I don't think the rest would do you any harm. Oh, Mother dear, please sit down. Would you like me to bring you a drink of water? Ooh, what's come over you so suddenly? I don't understand, Mother. Well, I don't think I can remember when you last asked me if I wanted anything. No. If I want anything, I think I'm perfectly capable of getting it myself. Well, Ethel, don't you think you owe us an explanation? Henry, do you really think so? Why, of course, for your sudden strange behavior. If you've meant this prank of yours to be a joke, well, of course you're forgiven, if that's what you want. Oh, no, Henry, I... I wouldn't have you misunderstand me for anything. Mr. Frank, perhaps I can explain. Mr. Keene, I certainly wish you would. You see, the responsibility is really mine. I mean, for this rather unusual situation. Henry, I'm not coming back here to ask your forgiveness for it. For going away and leaving you and my family. Ethel, I... I'm only too willing to forgive and forget. Oh, of course, Mother. We're so happy to have you home. Mr. Keene, I'm afraid I interrupted you. When you first came to me, Mr. Frank, and told me that your wife had disappeared... Pardon me, Mr. Keene. I don't think we have to go over this. I I just want to say one word to my wife. Frank, you have no time to lose your temper. Father, Mr. Keene is right. Ruth, let your father alone. But I can tell you, Henry, that whatever you say won't impress me very much. Mother, I don't understand this at all, but it isn't right that you and father and all of us should air our differences in front of Mr. Keene. I'm sure that he isn't interested. Well, I... Uh, I don't like to mix in a family problem... And that's just what we have here, a problem, Mr. Keene. I don't see any problem here at all. Henry, that's because you don't have any eyes. Mother, what is the problem? No. No, it's no use of me talking. Mr. Keene, I told you what it would be like. Mr. Frank, when you first came to me and told me that your wife had disappeared, the first thing I wanted to know was whether Mrs. Frank had any reason for leaving. That's right, and I told you the truth. Yes, you told me the truth. Only as far as you were aware of it. No, I'm not accusing you of hiding anything. Well, then, sir, I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Father, give Mr. Keene a chance to explain. The fact was, Mr. Frank, you said that your wife had no reason to leave him. That's exactly what I told you, Mr. Keene, and I meant it every word of it. Of course you did. And if I hadn't thought you meant it, I can assure you that I wouldn't have undertaken to locate Mrs. Frank. But I felt sincerely sorry for you, and I determined to find your wife. Although I knew at the time that there must have been a reason for her disappearance. Mother, why did you leave? What reason did you have? Listen to Mr. Keene, he'll tell you. Well... I was fortunate enough to locate Mrs. Frank. Where were you, Mother? Your mother was in a camp for orphans. Oh, not really. What on earth? Why, Ethel, what in the name of heaven were you doing in an orphan's camp? I... I was having one of the best times of my life. I would never have sold my face in this house again if it hadn't been for Mr. King. Mr. Frank, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Most people run away for reasons which don't exist except perhaps in their own minds. But in the case of your wife, Mrs. Frank had a better reason than most people. Ethel, what have you told Mr. Keene? I told him the truth, Henry. Yes, Mr. Frank, I'm sure it is the truth. It's just this. You and every member of your family have been so busy with your own affairs that you really had no time for your wife. Why, Ethel? Yes, Henry. It's true. None of you needed me. You see, Mr. Frank, you have your business, and that keeps you occupied. But just consider, what is Mrs. Frank here? She's already brought up her family, has seen her son and daughter married, and now they have their families, and they have really no time for us. Well, Mr. Keene, I, I really never realized it. That's it. You didn't realize it. Your wife has made you a good home. Her work, as far as you could see, was done. Yes. Yes, that's true. But it isn't really true. Don't you see, Mr. Frank, a woman who has worked hard all her life to bring up a family, never, never wants to lose her sense of responsibility. Mr. Keene, that, that is the real truth. But, Mrs. Frank, you yourself are not blamed. You had no right, whatever your motive, 
to run away from a home that just didn't please you. But, Mr. King... Mrs. Frank, let me finish. You had no right to cause them the worry that you have. For believe me, your husband and your children love you. That's true, Mother. You know it's true. They're guilty, perhaps, of selfishness caused by thoughtlessness. They're not guilty, however, of failing to love you and respect you. Oh, I know, Mrs. Frank, but you wanted to prove your usefulness. That's right, Mr. King. And as a counselor to orphan children, I, I found that I could be useful. Playing mother to those who really needed me. Mr. King, you saw how happy I was among all those poor motherless children. Yes, yes, that's true. But why run away? There are hundreds of fine, splendid organizations right here in the city that would welcome the kind of guidance that you could give. There are the Girl Scouts, the Campfire Girls, to mention only two of many. Why, I... I never thought of it like that before. Of course you didn't. Well, Mrs. Frank, you will need to open your eyes to the marvelous opportunities all about you. It's easy to be of service. Just offer your help to any one of the numerous organizations who are anxious to get the kind of unselfish service you could give them. Organizations, especially for young people, need women like you to guide them in their upward struggles. Mr. Keene, you, you're making me terribly ashamed of myself. And I can't tell you, Mr. Keene, how grateful I am to you. I don't know how to pay you. On that subject, Mr. Frank, I have a suggestion. Send me a check for what you think my services are worth. That's putting me in a rather awkward position, Mr. Keene. I don't know how to value your services in terms of money. Well, let me make it easy for you. I'm sure your wife will find some worthy cause and identify herself with it. Well, whatever money you send me, it will be my pleasure to contribute it to that worthy cause. Oh, I really don't know how to thank you, Mr. Keene. Mrs. Frank, I'm only too glad to have been able to open the eyes of those who really want to see you. Mother, dear, I guess your heart will go in someplace. Where? Mother, you've got to see Fred. He needs you. Oh, he just has a slight touch of the grip, but he's never sick until you go away. Mother, he does need you. Just like we all need you. And always will as long as you live. And with Mrs. Frank happily returned to the family who really needed her, Mr. Keene concludes the case of the woman who wasn't needed. Listen tomorrow when Mr. Keene begins a new and even more exciting case. If you are at all uncertain in your own mind about the dentifrice you now give your family to use, by all means, speak to your dentist. Ask him to recommend a dentifrice he knows is pure, effective, and above all, absolutely safe. Quite possibly, he will suggest Colinos toothpaste. For Colinos has been awarded the seal of acceptance of the American Dental Association Council on Dental Therapeutics an unbiased scientific body which represents over 43,000 practicing dentists. This is the highest and most important recognition any dentist can have. For it means that Colinos passed tests for purity, safety, and polishing power, and the judge on the basis of actual and carefully considered evidence was awarded this seal of acceptance. This is important for you to know, and you should know, too, just why Colinos made such a remarkable record. It is because Colinos is actually the special formula of a famous specialist who created in Colinos what he considered to be the perfect dentifrice, the kind he would want his own patients to use. No wonder, then, that Colinos meets the exacting standards of other dentists. So, remember this one way to be sure. The dentifrice you give your loved ones to use is pure, effective, and safe. Wherever you buy, whenever you buy, always ask for Colinos, the dentifrice that has been awarded the seal of acceptance of the American Dental Association. K-O-L-Y-N-O-S. Collie Ask for it tonight. Your teeth and gums are precious. 
Help your dentist to keep them sound and healthy by visiting him regularly. And depend on his advice.